Hello, Doug. Happy President's Day, Karen. Happy, happy Doug President's Day. Happy, <laughs> happy DPs. Yeah. <laughs> DPs. Hey, we're um we're no longer together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds really sad. I know. It's like, aw. Um, so we're we're still experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> Because we will be experiencing them like forever. It's it's kind of crazy making. So anyway, Doug, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, you okay. did lose me for a second while you were talking, but I'm here now. Oh, okay. Um, so guys, yeah, that glitch thing is just going to keep happening, and it seems to happen more frequently than before. So um, bear with us and just listen to Queen Karen. Yeah, we're just going to roll with it. So we're doing season four, episode 16, and guess what I did today? Took lots of notes? I took zero notes. Oh my god! Inspired by last week's podcast, when I did not have the crutch of the notes, I decided to just sit there and watch the episode like a normal person, instead of furiously writing down, like, things about it. Well, yeah, I mean, if you were furiously doing it, it's... This should be for your amusement, so yes. No, like, I I figured out, like, because I'm taking so many notes, like, I actually, like, miss half the episode. Because I'm just, like, writing shit down. Did I lose you again? I lost him. There's the bang. There's the the weird noise. I'm I'm back. I was asking you, okay, so moving forward, now that you've tried that out, are you going to keep just enjoying the episode and remembering what you remember for our, for our purposes? Well, I actually have the little cheat sheet up from our buddy from 1996. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we are going to, I'm going to use the cheat sheet for things with, that I've forgotten. So, anyway... Um, we're on season four, episode sixteen. Holy strokes! Holy strokes, indeed. Holy yeah, so we left strokes. off on Cliffy. There was a big Cliffy last week. This week's episode leaves us on a big Cliffy too. Um, yeah, it really does. Yeah, but we're not going to talk about that yet. So we're going to talk no. about last week. Bring you guys up to speed if you remember. Um, the big Cliffy was uh, Sid put. Barbiturates in Jane's champagne. Um, Michael brought Jane into an empty bedroom at Bobby Parisi's rented Hollywood Hills home or wherever he is um, to get busy. And she passed out and, and didn't have a pulse. And it was like the middle of that big like Christmas gala for the, um, for the hospital. And so the cliffy was uh, Michael running out in his underwear yelling, call 911, and we think Jane might be dead. Yeah, it looked bad for Jane. It Michael looked, was concerned. It looked really bad for Jane. Um, Which also meant it looked bad for Sid. And yeah, and it didn't look so good for Michael either. <laughs> no. Kind of humiliating. So when we so so we emerged from that into the new episode and i i don't remember exactly what the cold open is but it's basically jane oh, and dad it's it's sid in the chapel at the hospital that's right that's right sid feels guilt this is another one of those episodes where i feel like stuff was like 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 they set something up and then they took it away uh yeah like they 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 made a choice to do something, and we never saw the payoff of it. Right. 
So, yeah. like, in this cold open, they've got, it's very moody, and Sid's still in her party dress and, and her B-52's hair, and she's, like, mm-hmm. kind of walking, like, leaning against the hospital wall, going to the chapel, and she, like, lights a candle, and she's praying, please, God, please make sure Jane's okay. Please let Jane be okay. I'll be the best sister ever. And, um, and you know, and Kimberly comes in and confronts her, and she's like, you know, you slipped her the pills and you shouldn't have done that, you know, and, um, but I'll, you know, basically she's like, but I'll protect you, Sid. I'll help you, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll help you, I'll protect you. But then that part of things we don't see later with Sid, we see something completely different. We, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. And we will get to that. So, um, yeah. So, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what, um, what do we do here? What, do, what, uh, should we, um, should we hit just the Matt storyline? Because it was, yeah, Matt had a storyline. Um, um, like, yeah, I mean, we might as well just, like, do it storyline by storyline here. Because they're pretty separate. Yeah. They don't all really unite, even towards the end. So, yeah, let's let's do it, like, in increasing order of we care. FYI, there's no Joe or Richard in this episode. Yes, they are talked about, but they are never yes. seen. Um, so Matt is still dating the actor. Um, the actor has spent the night at Matt's while Jake is over at Matt's talking about Jane. Because Which, by the way, they were all the ones who were not there at the party where Jane had the overdose. Well, you know, word travels fast around Melrose Place. Sorry, I'm back. Okay. I was, I was just saying Jake and Matt and Alan, his name is Alan, right? Uh, yes, his name is Alan. Um, they were all at Shooters, so they were the ones who were not there for Jane's OD. Right, but as I said, word travels fast around Melrose Place, so of course they know. No, I mean, yeah, of course, like, yes, everyone knows everything. It's just odd that they're the ones who seem to express the most concern. (laughs) Well, I mean, they legit like Jane. Yeah, although, I don't know if you were going to say this, there's a, Matt has a great line explaining Jane to Alan. Um... And he's like, he's like, nice girl, kind of a mixed up life. <laughs> yeah, he was sort of like, kind of a weird love life situation going on. Makes some really shitty decisions, but yeah. she's sweet. But she's very nice. Fashion designer, <laughs> lovely. So, yeah, so so it's it's uh, clearly the morning after the party because they're at Matt's, having, Jake's having a coffee, and... Matt's pouring a third cup of coffee, and Jake's like, oh, no, dude, you gave me coffee already. And, he, and then out comes, comes Alan, the actor, and, um, and, and, he, and he's like, oh, hello. And it gets, things get a little awkward for a minute. Yeah, Jake felt, he got weirded out by it. Yeah, it was a little bit odd. weird. It was odd. I thought that that was something that was not... Again, like, it was something that was out of character with Jake, because clearly he knew they were together, clearly he knew they were dating, they were always, He had just like, met him, yeah. Yeah, he was, they were always, like, they were at shooters, you know, hanging out, and, uh, I don't know, I just kind of felt like, Jake would never be that way, he would be totally cool with it. Jake's, yeah, Jake is down for whatever he's supportive of, all, yeah. Right. And, so, basically, like... Okay, so so Jake, like, sort of exits stage left really fast because he's all, like, weird and uncomfortable. And so actor guy was, like, at first saying, I'll make us omelets or eggs or whatever. And and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, look at the time. I've got to go. I have an audition. And Matt's like, oh, 
don't don't you have a watch? And the dude's like, I hocked it a week ago. Okay, there's our tip-off. Actor dude must not be getting a lot of work these days because he's broke. Yeah, can't pay for shit. Can't pay for shit. So, um... (laughs) Uh, so, oh, yeah, so so anyway, next time these two are together, I guess it's at Shooters, according to our friend here from 1996, it was at Shooters, and, um, and, and actor Alan lays on Matt that he's moving to New York, just out of the blue. Yes. Completely he out of the blue. He had a friend, had a friend who was able to sublet a room in a brownstone to him or something. Yeah, he's, like, basically had a friend, I, I guess it was, like, he could stay rent-free or something like that, and yeah. he's gonna go do some stage work because they don't have theater in LA bullshit right um, and it's so easy to pick up and move to New York even in the 90s and just get cast for the stage yeah and you know you're broke so like you can't afford rent but you can afford a plane ticket right that like you know and like basically he like literally is leaving the next day like like yeah like like, like I mean I'm like it could have been like later that afternoon if it was morning like like seriously he's like okay I'm out I'm out yeah didn't seem like he even had to pack anything. Yeah, and so Matt's kind of like, kind of like, sort of standing there blinking at him, like, okay. well, because because Matt was about to make a very different sort of proposition. Oh, I missed that. I didn't think he was. Yeah, they sit down, and Matt's like, "Yeah, I have something to say." And right before he can do it, Alan's like, "I have something to say to you," and he brings up the New York thing. Oh, see, I missed that. Yeah. I missed that. So, um, okay, so, like, the next time we see them, it's, like, at the airport. And Matt's, like, hauling out the dude's luggage from the back of his um, car. What, it, what, what did he had? The Geo Tracker or something like that? Was it the Tracker? He had that, like, weird fake, um, not a Jeep. Um, anyway, yeah. the not a Jeep. Um, anyway, like, Alan's all, like, Oh, well, it'll only be a month or two, and then I'm coming back. Like, seriously, you can't afford rent, but you can afford all these plane tickets. Okay. Um, and then and then he's, like, going to leave, and Matt's like, wait, no, stop. And that's when he lays on, why don't you move in with me? Yeah, he has his big Jerry Maguire moment. Yeah. So, I don't know how I feel also, about this. Oh, also, and I think this is what tipped the scale in, away from me liking this, when he's about to leave Matt to, like, go into the airport, he says, don't go falling in love with anyone. I'm like, this is too soon to be love for you to be using the L word on either side. So the whole thing now just feels too accelerated. Yeah, and also, like, I don't like that, like, this guy is, like, broke. It feels like he's no. just using Matt for a place to crash. And, and you know, I mean, poor Matt. Like, Matt doesn't deserve this. Matt deserves this happily ever after. And I'm not so sure... That this guy is Matt's happily ever after. No, I believe this is one of those weak bones they throw Matt, and it gets messy. I don't want it to get messy. I want Matt to be happy. I want I want Matt to have a nice long term storyline that is just golden. Yeah, that's what I want. Okay. Yeah, and and Doug Savant does for that matter. Right. So, you know how you're always like, you know, Alyssa's always like, Matt needs to move. Matt should move, right? <laughs> I had that epiphany about Sid this episode. I'm like sitting there and I'm like, well, I, and I'm like, you know what? 
Sid should move. She should just move. She should leave LA and she should just like go back to Chicago, go to New York, go to Austin, go go Seattle. Seattle was cool back then. Yeah, back then that was prime time. Yeah, like 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 go to she, go to Portland. Yeah, like she just needs to get out because I just think that like. You know, she's obsessing about Michael. She's, you know, she's got this weird relationship with her sister. And, like, now Kimberly is in her life. And Yeah, right now the weirdest relationship is with Kimberly, who at this point is, like, completely exonerated from all wrongdoing uh, and, and is now just dispensing legit advice and is really, like, playing older, sane sister to sit. Emphasis on sane, because it's so... Balls. Yeah, okay, because, like, yeah, because, like, this is the thing, like, I'm kind of watching what she's doing, and I'm like, okay, where, where, what do they want Kimberly to be, like, these writers? Like, is she still, like, the bad guy? Is she, like, the crazy person? Like, I can't quite figure out, like, what she wants this character to, like, what the writers want this character to be. Oh, for sure, yes. And she will return to, like, the unstable, unreliable kind of character, but but not right now. Okay. So, I guess, should we just, like, dive into, like, what happened to Jane and all of that? Um, yeah, because ultimately, given where we were last week or last episode, that's not even, like, the focal point of the episode. So, yeah, let's, yeah. let's pick up. In fact... I was surprised how little Jane there was in this yeah. episode. Considering she almost died. Yeah, spoiler alert, she didn't die. She didn't die. She's alive. But apparently, who knew if you overdose on barbiturates while you're drinking champagne, you can have a stroke. I had no idea. The more you know. Dun, 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 dun. Actually, you know, it doesn't totally shock me that that could be uh, one of the devastating effects. Yeah, but um, you're Combining like, alky and phenobarbital or whatever. Yeah, but, but you're yeah. like Dr. Doug because you worked in healthcare for a long time. That's true. I forget that I know so many things. You do. Because um, no one tells me that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically, Jane suffered a stroke and she is, I guess, her right side, the right side of her body is paralyzed. Yes, much like Allison was blinded earlier this season. Yes, still this season. Uh, Jane has now had a stroke and is paralyzed. Right, and Michael is, um, you know, because he's like jack of all trades doctor. He's actually performing the test um, to see uh, if she has, you know, the, where they're rolling that thing, the little pizza wheel on your foot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's called. I mean, you know, that, no, no, that's I'm sorry, a, the pizza. That wheel. sounds as official as anything. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the medical term. That's the scientific term, the pizza wheel. Um, and so she, you know, Josie Bizet has her, um, her, her moment where she can start sobbing and yelling, no, no, no. And, um, and all of that. Exactly. Yeah. So, so this is, so this is, we're glad she's alive, but here she is paralyzed. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, Sorry, I was summarizing. Paralyzed. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now uh, Sid, Sid has a therapy session with Kimberly, and Kimberly actually, like, is kind of thinking three steps ahead of Michael and the cops, which is, like, super clever, um, because apparently nobody questioned, except for Michael, um, a toxicology report. Like, like, the hospital is just like, oh, this young woman had a stroke. But Michael is all like, 
ordering the tox report. Like I didn't quite get it because the toxicology report came directly to him and it didn't feel like, feel like it was something that went to the, like it was a private thing more so than, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know why I'm getting hung up on that, but it was just, I just thought that that was strange. So anyway, Kimberly is like, like three steps out of Michael and she's basically like, you know, how many pills did you give her, Sid? And Sid's like three. And so Kimberly whips out a bottle from her desk and gives Sid three pills because she's like, if, you know, you can say, I didn't take them. This yeah, is my I have full prescription. Them right here. Yeah, here's the full prescription. And that way, you know... Sid is out of trouble for, you know, nobody can say, hey, Sid, you know, oh, she's missing three pills, you know, even though it would be circumstantial, I guess it would have been circumstantial, like enough evidence for Michael anyway to take it out on her. And so this is the moment where Kim, Kimberly says to Sid, you need to be nice and caring and take care of Jane to avoid further suspicion, which we know, like, Based on the cold open, Sid is going to be down with that. She's going to be the best sister ever, right? Right. Right? Right. Right. Until. 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 Jane is brought back to Michael and Sid's from the hospital. Yeah. So, Michael is, is, well, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Keep going. Nope, now I can't hear you. Well, it's okay. Good. I paused. So oh. you didn't miss anything. Okay. Um, I, I will say Michael is actually all in for bringing Jane home and taking care of her. But that's sort of because of what happens. And I believe it's the next scene when he confronts Sid. But let me know if I've skipped anything before we get to that scene. I don't know. I didn't take notes. Okay. <laughs> so I think the next time we see Sid dealing with Michael about this is when he does confront her about the pills. And... He, he he goes through the files, and he sees that Kimberly has prescribed Sid the the phenobarbital, and he asks her to undo. And he counts, and he counts that there's a full thirty in the thing. So so Sid obviously is protected there, but Michael still doesn't trust her because he's been paying attention for the last three and a half seasons. So so he basically part of bringing Jane in is for him to get at Sydney. I see, I see. Um, but before we bring Jane home, though, I just want to say that um, she and Jake had, like, just a little bit, a little moment in her hospital room. Yeah, he comes to, to visit her. And though others have visited her, I guess he's the only one we actually see, especially with no ulterior motive, just visiting her to check in. Right. And do they, because remember they started to have a thing, and then yeah. there was no more of a thing. It was like a very brief thing. Are they going to have a thing again? Yeah, and I think it picks up next week. Okay, because that's that's what it felt. That's kind of like where it felt like it was going. Because right. you know, Jake needs another woman to rescue. Exactly. So, and, and, and she will. Um, and Jane needs the rescuing right now. Yeah, and so usually that's what happens on soaps. Like when all of a sudden uh, two characters like sort of come together and just have a nice moment, that's basically the writers being like, okay, we're moving forward with the new chapter. This is the new relationship. Here's where it starts. Uh, okay, so I was saying when two characters get together, you, when like they have a moment like this and you can say like, all right, they're bringing these two together. We had what I thought was going to be a second or have we have two examples of that? I think in this episode, but this is the one that ultimately leads to a relationship, and then we'll talk to the other one that goes nowhere. Okay, 
Okay, so just wanted to throw that out there. Um, oh, no, glad no, glad included that. So uh, when they bring Jane home, Michael and Sid bring Jane home, and it's clear that Sid is no longer a fan of being nice to Jane. She's kind of and it didn't take chair. long. <laughs> it didn't take long. It was like seriously a day. She's like sitting in the chair. She's sulking. Michael's telling her to go get pillows for Jane and help Jane and Jane this and Kimberly is just like and sorry Sydney is just like oh. Um, and then Michael is like helping Jane out of the wheelchair and onto the couch and he kind of falls on her and they have a moment and Sid walks out and she sees it and she's got the green eyed monster going yeah. on and she's all jealous. And so basically like the next time she sees Kimberly, she's like, I can't do this anymore. It's like Sid, you haven't even tried. Like they have just brought Jane home and she's already over it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and Michael even confronts Sid, by the way, at the hospital um, about uh, uh, confronts Kimberly about Sid, and he basically is like, "I'm on to you two. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much for that to look suspicious. Right, right. And I and I'm really only bringing that up because this is like a moment where Billy shows up and he's actually like wheeling Jane out of the hospital. And, um, and, and Billy's like, I don't know, he like came to visit Jane or something like that. And Michael's like, hi, Billy, bye, Billy, and kept walking. And that was really funny because nobody likes Billy. And I left Doug again. And I'm back again. Oh, okay, um, Yeah, yeah, that's what, so that's what I was saying. We see Jake, but we don't really see Billy talk to Jane, but Billy needs to be in the hospital for a storyline we'll get to soon. Right, right. And then, um, yeah, so anyway, when, when Sid and, you know, is complaining to Kimberly, um, you know, and, oh, she says that thing about, oh, it would have been better if Jane had died. And Kim, Kimberly gets really upset with her for saying that and, like, yeah, grabs her. And, yeah. yeah, and she, like, gets, like, it's, like, crazy Kimberly all over again. And that's where I was like, what are they doing with this character? Like, could we just, like, be consistent with her? Right. If she's going to be stable right now, let her be stable right now. Don't right. let her still have, like, the the insane cloud hovering. Right. Or, or why does she need an insane cloud? Can't she just be, I mean, if they want somebody to be kind of, like, manipulative, can't she just be manipulative? True. They like, could. Like, does she need to have that crazy thing going on? Because it just seems kind of ridiculous at this point. Yeah, we are in Ridiculous City. Yeah, yes. we are. We are. Um, Okay. So, Peter, Amanda, and Bobby. All right. I hate this storyline. Continue. Yeah, I do, too. Because, once again, we've got this weird thing going on where, like, Amanda is, like, pulling away from Peter, pulling towards Peter, pulling yeah, away from Peter. Uh, yeah. Toward, the, you know? the motivation makes no sense, and it changes from scene to scene. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the gist of it is Peter is apparently getting sued by an old patient, um, so this is something new that I think is probably ultimately resolves itself in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just was like kind of a, a, a vehicle for Bobby to do something else for Peter so that Peter is indebted to him, basically. Right. Um, but also, so quickly, the lawsuit is Peter did surgery on a patient 
who claims that he caused a disease that is actually hereditary, so it's impossible. He's like, you know what lawsuits can do to someone's career? And I'm like, you know what going to jail for malpractice can do for someone's career, Peter? But I guess we have forgotten about that now. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess maybe it's the one-two punch. Uh, or it's just the writers have forgotten. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's probably more that. But anyway, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. Sure. So Peter's, like, super upset about this. And Amanda, in that first scene where he tells him, is she so blase? She's like, oh, whatever, Peter. That's fine. The hospitals have lawyers, you know. And let's just talk about me. And, you know, and it was kind of ridiculous. And, um... And he gets kind of mad with her. And then she's mad with him. And she walks out and whatever. And so, like, the next scene, they're, you know, she's at D&D and with, with Bobby. And, um, and it's, oh, it's New Year's, by the way. We haven't skipped the holiday, skipped through the holidays. So, well, so, but we did sort of skip Christmas, right? Cause well, last we, week was the Christmas. Yeah, we did skip Christmas Day. Because Jane, like, the Christmas fundraiser thing was presumably before the Christmas holiday and Christmas Eve, right? Right. But but we So we focus on what happened after with Jane and then we're just sort of in between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. And so the big day coming up is New Year's. And is. if I remember this actually aired on New Year's Day, like January first, ninety six. Interesting. So Bobby basically invites Amanda to his home in Palm Beach, I mean, I guess for somebody who lives in Miami, he's got a lot of houses in the L.A. area. Go figure. Yeah, like very quickly, bought a lot of property. Yeah. And so he's got a place, and he invites Amanda, and then he's like, well, you know, and and why doesn't Peter come too? And Amanda's like, that would be really awkward. And And then, and then they invite Allison. Which is the most awkward thing of all. Yeah, super awkward. So poor, recently widowed, not a very good employee, Allison, is now <laughs> going on this, uh, this like, romantic weekend with a guy she doesn't know in Palm Beach. She's like, you know, because nobody wants to be the third wheel, so let's invite Allison. Right. Um, so, you know, no good can come of that, you know. Um, and so we get, to, we get to Palm Springs, and um, Palm Beach is in Florida. See where my head is, where Bobby's supposed to be in Florida? We get to Palm Springs. It's a lovely pool, lovely home. Um, Peter is getting drunk on scotch and being belligerent. Yeah, and it's so funny because in the very beginning of the scene, Bobby and Peter seem to be getting along. And I was like, I like that they're really just having Bobby and Peter be friends and it's not all about, like, a pissing contest. And then, like, two seconds later, the rest of the episode is a pissing contest. Yeah, and so basically, like... Uh, Amanda gets Peter to go back up into the room and they are kind of reunited. And while that's going on, Bobby goes and sits by Allison, who's like just sitting by the pool. And he's just, they have like this really awkward exchange. And, um, that's And it. then Amanda, yeah. yeah. The, the, the exchange, the exchange is not just awkward. It's like pointless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Allison didn't need to be there for that scene to work at all. Um, and so that was the other thing I was um, referring to earlier, where it would have been one thing if, like, oh, from all of this Amanda, Peter, Bobby triangle, it became a new quadrangle, and Allison and Bobby hit it off at New Year's, and this is where it started. Well, yeah, and then we we lost Doug, so I'm going to pick up his thought, even though I'm not sure what the thought was, but if... 
If, did you get any of what I said? I did, and I said, and I said to our lovely listeners that I would pick up your thought, and I might not be accurate, but when you had you had been talking about um, this sort of like having this like this relationship blossom between um, Bobby and Allison. Um, by going to Palm Springs. And I was going to say, I was going to sort of play, you know, jump on off of that and say it would have actually added to tension again between Allison and Amanda. Right. It would have built on their history over Billy. Right. And then, so, so Allison could have had her rebound romance with somebody more age appropriate um, that would also grate on Amanda's nerves. And Amanda would basically have to like shit or get off the pot as far as Bobby and Peter was concerned. It would kind of force her hand as well. Exactly. So there was, I think, a lot of promise to the storyline. And instead it just turned into, you know, you're really beautiful, Amanda, uh, Allison. Well, I'm no Amanda. And then he's just kind of like, you're adorable. And that's the end of it. And that is literally as far as it went. And Bobby gets up and he leaves. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. It is so weird. And like the next the next sort of relationship coupling that happens is Amanda can't go to sleep. She can't fall asleep cuz I don't know why. And so she's wearing her her Fredericks of Hollywood lingerie with a robe over it and she goes out by the pool. And it's the middle of the night and 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 she's out there by herself and then Bobby comes out and they have a kiss. But Peter was not a, walks out and sees them, but he like they don't see him, and but he witnesses them kissing, and then like the next time we see Peter, he's back in L.A., sort of like you know sweating over this lawsuit in his office, and then I guess it's like probably January first because he's kind of like nobody else is there, and he's kind yeah, of yeah like, he's in, in a sweater yeah yeah he's kind of like in jeans and a sweater like it's not yeah. professional, and then you know just like D and D no security. Um, in walks Bobby, and he's like, "Oh, you know that lawsuit? I took care of it for you." And yeah, yeah, it, I, but what? Why? And how? I guess. Yeah, and how, like for someone who's really trying to pretend like he's only living an up and up life with people watching him, like cops, um, he's doing a lot of really fishy shit. Yeah, and so basically, um, Peter clocks him, and the guy, and and Bobby's like, "Well, you that you got one, you know, that's the only time you can do that to me, and next time, you're a dead man." Yeah, he's like, "Big mistake. I'll let this go." He does not hit him back, and he walks off. Yeah. But the good news is that lawsuit does seem to have been resolved. Yeah, yeah. So nobody will be suing Dr. Peter Burns this episode. Um, so we had a little bit of Allison in that episode, but she kind of plays a little bit, um, not a big part, but, you know, she, she sort of looms over the, uh, the Billy and Brooks situation. Right. Where, Which I guess that's all that's left. Yeah. So when we left them last week, if you remember, um, Brooke found out that she wasn't really pregnant. They had screwed up her test results at the lab with somebody else's and so somebody in LA is walking around pregnant and they don't even know <laughs> meanwhile so Brooke doesn't is not gonna have a baby so the first time we see Brooke and Billy in the episode is they are having lunch with Haley's lawyer signing paperwork or something about the million dollars that is supposed to go to this child but apparently goes to Brooke because she's already bought a house right or so anyway they, they, they're going to transfer the, the million-dollar trust fund. Um, they say it's transferring to Billy and Brooke upon the birth of the offspring. 
but I like I don't. That's not how that works. If the money is the kids, it doesn't go to the parents. Right, and it sits in a trust. Like it doesn't, and it's not like you just take from the trust to buy diapers and shit. I don't think. I don't. That I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, I'm look. I don't know how these things work. Um, yeah, I've not. I've not been a part of a trust, so I don't know. But I, I don't think that's how it works. Anyway. Billy leaves because he's got to, he needs to work because he's the only one working, and Brooke mm-hmm. kind of like says to the lawyer, "So if there, let's say there wasn't a baby, do I still get the money?" And he's like, "Uh, no." And then she's like, "Okay." And then she calls him like Uncle whatever his name is. Frank. I don't know. I don't know what his is. name is. And 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 she tells him she's like, the, "The hospital screwed up. I'm not really pregnant. Can I still get the money?" And he's like, "Hurry up and get pregnant, Brooke." Have a nice day. And he gets up and he leaves. I don't think anybody likes Brooke. No, I mean, certainly not at this point. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, when we see Billy with Allison, when Billy goes back to work, Allison is at D&D. And the last time Billy and Allison were together, Billy wasn't very nice to her, right? Like, this was like they were up in... Santa Barbara, and it was and Alice. Well, he yeah, he he rescued her when she fell off the wagon, and then he lied to Brooke and said they did have an affair, even when they didn't. Um, And yeah, they just kind of been. She she doesn't really know what his deal is, um, but she knows that like she needs to stay away from all things connected to Brooke at this point. Yeah, and so basically, like he goes to D and D, and he's like being super nice to her, and it was kind of like, well, this is a different belief from what he was the last time they were together, you know. Um, and but Allison is just kind of like talk to the hand Billy, like she's just like whatever, like we're not friends. Um, goodbye, and she just kind of like walks away, and she's got to get ready for her Palm Springs weekend anyway. Um, and. And that's when, you know, all of a sudden Billy gets this, like, emergency call. Right. Like, the the receptionist dude or whatever comes in and he's like, Brooke called. She's at the hospital. You have to go there right away. And so Billy rushes to the hospital. But she's which, sitting. Which yeah. the exterior they use for the hospital, because she's essentially, like, sitting on a bench outside. Yeah. Uh, the emergency room entrance. Uh, he parks just on not even the side of the road. He just parks on the, the lane and crosses the street, and it's not the same entrance or exterior we've seen for Wilshire Memorial before. And it's like like yep. it's like a roadside diner or something. He just sort of parks <laughs> in the middle of the road. I'm like, Billy, move the car. So she, so well, you know, it was I, it was actually well played because I'm sort of sitting there going, she went to the emergency room, right? And I'm like, how is she going to pull this off? Because she can't be in like in the back there, like talking to the doctors about her miscarriage. And so basically, like I was like, oh, she's sitting outside. Like she didn't call him until after everything. But right. I, like, I again, I don't know how miscarriages work, but I was like, wouldn't you be like staying overnight? Like, don't they? Keep, wouldn't they want to keep you overnight? Like they don't just like tell you, oh, go home. You're miscarrying. Yeah, I mean, Go like, home. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. like she might have to do a DNC. Like they would probably still have you in a bed in a room. Yeah, yes. well, but it's fine because Billy's an idiot. So, yes. And so she says, crying, and she's like, I miscarried, I lost our baby. And then, like, and then, and she's all upset. And then, and then he takes her home and, and he's like, wraps her up like a burrito on the futon <laughs> and, like, all, like, he's being lovely. And then she's like, let's try and have a baby right away. And it's like, what? 
And she's like, you're f- most fertile. We lost dogs, so I'll just keep going. You're most fertile. I keep going. I'm back, but keep going because I want to hear this. You're most fertile after you lose a baby. I have no idea if that's true. Um, and, and so let's have sex right now because, like, let's get pregnant again right away. And Billy's like, no. Like, Billy's like, I'm devastated. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, he's like, I want to mourn the child we were expecting. Yeah. Right, right. And so, um, you know, so, so she ain't getting lucky and she's not getting this baby. Um, and. (laughs) What? This is not a funny story. What's so funny? I don't know. I don't know. I guess, I guess, okay, yeah. And so the next day, like, Allison shows up to the apartment with flowers, and she's like, I'm very sorry for your loss. And it's just kind of like, but don't you hate them? And I'm like, why are you doing this? And then Brooke gets kind of, like, shitty with her, and yeah. and Allison's like, yeah, okay, I'm out, and just walks out. Um and and he walks and he, and he, Billy follows her outside and he basically confides in her that you know that he's a he's a mess and devastated and whatever and then he sort of like drops the bomb like I don't like I think this has to do with the trust fund like I don't know what this has like I, I have a like, yeah. something about the trust fund you know and um and she's like well you know sort of like Elsa sort of like pats him on the shoulder and she's like oh well. She's like, you married her. See you <laughs> yeah. later. Happy New Year. <laughs> yep. She's yeah. like, I was crying over you on a flight from Hong Kong, and you said I do. So good luck. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, the next day, once again, Brooke is like, let's have like, let's have sex. I'm ovulating, and it's just kind of like ridiculous. And Billy like runs away, and he runs to the hospital to visit Jane. And while he's at the hospital to see Jane, he runs into Brooke's doctor. And he says to the doctor something about the miscarriage. And the doctor is like, what are you talking about? There is no miscarriage. She, like, she was never yeah, pregnant. Yeah, he says something about, he, he goes over to her and says something. Um, and then she says, oh, because it's so rare. And he, even as stupid as Billy is, catches him. He's like, well... I know miscarriages aren't that rare. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, no, we uh, misdiagnosed her as being with baby when there was no baby. That's what I mean. Yeah. And so now Billy realizes that he's been played. Yeah. Um, and so he confronts Brooke um, at, you know, at, at, at shooters. shooters. Yeah. Um, sort of drags her into the back alley where the garbage is, which I thought was kind of yeah. appropriate, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, Andrew Shue has this big moment of terrible, terrible acting. Um, it's and, like one of those things where you need your actor to rise to the occasion, and of course he stumbles. Yeah. Oh, does he? St- he stumbles so badly he can't even get the words out. Yeah. 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 Like I'm like there are lines you're supposed to be saying, Billy Shue lines, lines, lines. Billy Shue, Andrew Shue lines. So. Um, so he basically is like, you're crazy, Brooke, and we're done, and I want a divorce. It's over. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting a divorce. And he walks off. And so it finally looks like Billy and Brooke might finally be over. And so he basically then drives all night to Palm Springs to Bobby Priest's house 
how the hell did he even know where he was? No, there's an explanation, and it's so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And I apologize if I get cut off in the middle of this. He tells Allison that Amanda always... Yeah. Am I back? You're you're back now. You're back now. Okay. He tells Allison that Amanda always leaves a forwarding address in her answering machine so people can find her, which makes no sense. This is a woman who has, like, pretended to be dead to run away from her abusive husband, and she's just going to tell everyone her whereabouts every single day. Why doesn't she just give them her PIN number, too? Like, that's the most ridiculous thing. It was ridiculous. So, anyway... I mean, even that, they should have just, like, let it go, right? Like, they should have just, yeah, you know? Yeah, it just been like, like, okay, so, yeah, I knew you and Amanda were going to be in Palm Springs. That's all. Just say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just let, let that go. I mean, God knows. They let so many other things go on this episode. This is the one thing that they're going to make up completely. A reason, yeah. A reason, you know. Anyway. Um, so, Allison, it, and he sort of says, you know, he tells her what, Al- what Brooke did, and she's like, well... Um, I'll take you to breakfast and drive you back to LA and she's going to be a friend to him. And obviously her weekend at Bernie's there did not work out at all. <laughs> and, um, and so now Billy, uh, a man, uh, Allison basically convinces Billy that she, that he needs to like try again with Brooke. Yeah. God he's only still got to, he's got to recommit. He's yeah. got to put in the work to make this work. Yeah. I don't know why. And so, and so Billy like goes home and he's ready to talk to Brooke. But when he walks in, he can't find her. He sees a note and he's like, and there's the, the phone is off the hook. Phone is off the hook. Calling her name, opens the bathroom door and we see a Brooke on the floor and she's all bloody and her wrists are cut. Yeah, there's blood all over the floor. So now, the last week, we ended with Jane looking like she might be dead. And now we have Brooke looking like she Right, the, the Brooke might be dead. So um, so that's the episode. So basically, Brooke might be dead. Um, Amanda might be having a bit of a love triangle. And... Um, Sydney might be in trouble, and we have poor paraplegic Jane. Yeah, and Jane might never walk again. Might never walk again. So, um, yeah, more next week, I guess. Um, yeah, but all all things considered, I like the episode. I didn't like it as much as I liked it last week, but I was really happy that it looks like we're going to off Brooke, although I have a feeling she is not dead yet um i I think your instincts are are pretty great um i think aside from the amanda peter bobby shit i was oh we've lost doug again okay um i have no idea what he was gonna say oh here he comes you're back back. okay Uh, uh, aside from Amanda Peter Bobby, I was happy with where everything else went. I mean, the Matt story was what the Matt story was, but at least Matt had a story. Right. That's kind of how I feel. Um, so, hey, there we go. To be continued next week. Yep. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you again for dealing with the glitching. Um, and if you guys are watching, uh, watching along with us as we recap, um, let us know what you're thinking and, you know, how this season really does compare to uh, the seasons of the past. Um, so we're going to go to Hollywood Boulevard. We suggest you follow us there as well. 
we we actually plead that you follow us there as well. Because um, big topic of conversation, guys, birds of prey. And Karen's going to be doing the talking. Birds of prey. I went to the movies. Yay! Yay! I went to the movies. I got out of the house. I went to the movies. Um, So that's uh, big news. Big news around here. So follow us on over for the news. Uh, Yeah. Karen's got a report. And uh, we'll see you guys over there. Until then, we'll see you back on the block. Bye.